Hallelujah. We exalt your name, our God. We bless your name, ancient of days. We adore you. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, God Almighty, for your determination to bring us into your life, to bring us into everlasting life, and to reward us with eternal life. We exalt you, God Almighty, because before the foundation of the world, you have determined this in your heart, that man will have everlasting life. Thank you, God Almighty, for the season that we are in. Thank you, God Almighty, for the opening up of this life everlasting. Thank you for understanding that is visiting us. Thank you for light that is coming. Thank you, God Almighty, even for the activity of your spirit in our midst upon our lives to make sure that we enter into this life. We exalt your name, O God Almighty. We adore you. We thank you, ancient of days. Blessed be your name, O God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this evening. I ask, O God Almighty, that you will guide my mouth. I ask that you give me utterance. Help me, God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, to speak as your oracle, to say that which you want me to say. You direct me, guide me, Lord. Help me, Father, to bring blessing to your people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, yesterday, I said so many things. I think one of the things I said raised uh, some kind of question about milk. <laughs> you know, the, the word of God is in, the Bible says the part of the just man is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Uh, when I talk about uh, carnality, Canality is not uh, an abuse. Canality is a state. Is a state. When Paul came to the Corinthian Christians, he said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, which means the state they were in, they were not supposed to remain there. But it's a state that every believer started from. If you say you got born again and you became spiritual immediately, you are telling a big lie. Uh, you didn't become spiritual by being born again. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody gives birth to <laughs> an adult. You don't even give birth to a child. You give birth to a baby. Uh, Paul said the babyhood state is the state of carnality. A baby is carnal. So he spoke to the Corinthian Christians and said, when I came to you, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, as unto babies in Christ. And the, the only thing he can give to them that will make sense to them, that they can digest, is milk. Now, uh, talking about the issue of milk, in the work in Canada is not at the church level. Life meeting is not, if not, you appreciate the state of milk. People like Pastor Tokwe will never say that you will do away with milk. <laughs> because church setting, people come in who are born again newly. You don't throw them, even though they come to church where a uh, word of righteousness is being taught. 
but we have a separate ministration for them. You teach them milk. You place them on hagin for months. They take it and they see come to the regular church. That is to facilitate their assimilation and understanding of the word of righteousness. Somebody who is getting born again. So there are people who have even been born again for years. Who didn't have the foundation of milk and came to our midst. We, I am not a pastor, pastor, but I am a pastor somewhere. <laughs> she, she, she understand. I am not pastoring as in uh, the capacity of Pastor Emeka, Pastor Thompson, Pastor Tokwe, but somewhere I am a pastor. She, she, she understand what I'm saying. So I understand um, development to some extent. There are people who have been born again for many years. They come into these waters and all we do to them is to place them on Hagen. Because they, they've been born again for many years. They don't know they are right from their left. They will be hearing this thing. They will tangent wrongly. When trouble comes, they cannot sort themselves out. And you know the reason is because they didn't have foundation of milk. So you don't throw them away and say, okay, go and be learning milk, then come later. No. You stay here, but we place you. Like, I still give growing up spiritually. I give to some pastors. Because I know that the problems they are having is growing up spiritually problem that growing up spiritually can solve. You understand what I'm saying? So, when you, when you pastor at the level of church, you will not discard milk at all. Because there are different levels. People come to church and get born again, newly. You, they are babies. Certainly. They get born again in a, in a word of righteousness setting. For them to be grafted in properly, you must, in fact, I remember Reverend saying, talking about the Bible school that we are going to start by God's grace very soon. He said the first, a compulsory curriculum for the Bible school is Hagen books. Anywhere you are, you come to that Bible school, they will first place you on Hagen books. You read Hagen books thoroughly. You read how to be led by the spirit. You read the believer's authority. You read, there's a case I'm handling now that the only thing that can solve that problem is believer's authority. It's a very bad case that believer's authority will solve that problem. The person has been listening for about two, three years to word of righteousness, but a, a foundation of a learning has not been unlearned. You understand what I'm saying? A learning has not been unlearned. That thing is there. When trouble comes, that foundation is, the, the, the lack of that uh, teaching is showing forth. So I, say, I had to say, okay, 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 let's revisit milk. This question is a problem. We need to learn. When somebody is having problems with uh, maybe one babalawo is dreamy and uh, you talk word of righteousness, no. Believer's authority will solve that. Believer's authority, how you, 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 you learn. You know, believer's authority is milk. <laughs> that people who are 
into deliverance. If they read it, they'll be free from it. Yes. People who are, people, some people come to us from the background of deliverance. Demons. Doctrine, doctrine of devils. You need to flush that thing away first with triumphant church, with believers' authority. You need to flush. In fact, that is what we place them on. I tell them, I'm sure Pastor Tokwe does that too. Pastor Leke, you pastor people, you, you, do you place them on hanging materials? No, you do that. If not, you will suffer. They too will suffer. They will be cutting your word of righteousness cliche. But in reality, is Papo there? Hmm. But I know Papo is a, is a first class pastor. <laughs> sure you understand? I mean, that is what you pastor people with those things because they cannot, some things have been repeated in their minds that if they don't come in contact with things that will erase it, you try to build on something that is not there, it will not stay. It will not stay. It will not stay. And uh, we don't, I don't think I have outgrown Hagen. You understand what I'm saying? Because I see my, I still see my husband read Hagen. <laughs> you go to his office, you see Hagen on his table. You go back and, you know, read some things. He's always with his phone, listening to Copeland, listening to Hagen. All those things, they are, they help us to be rounded. Even though he's a, he's a prophet of a word of righteousness, he's an apostle of, a <laughs> he's an apostle of the word of righteousness. He teaches him, but you still see him listening. Most of the time, he's listening to Hagen. He's listening to Copeland. At times, he will listen to Bishop Walioke. At times, he, he visits those things. That is one thing we have to be, we have to be meek and humble enough. So that we can be rounded and then we can help people properly. We need to be able to help people properly. We have Jesus said, feed my lamb to Peter. He said, feed my lamb, feed my sheep, then feed my sheep. Which means lambs are different from sheep. And another level of sheep, that there's the sheep of God, which we have been taught, these are sheep that have been won from Christ and they now to have to feed on everlasting life. If there is food for the sheep, they call them the sheep of God. Those are people who have graduated from milk. They have completed Christ. They are now to feed on everlasting life. If you lump them together with lambs and you feed them with the same food that you feed lambs and you don't make provision for lambs, there will be a problem in the camp. I'm talking to you as a mother and as a pastor of many years who has some experience and have encountered souls and sheep. In growing, growing people in the church, you have what you focus on for each level of growth. The person who needs milk should not share. In fact, I will tell you something that happened to me some years, many years, some years ago. I was having some um, sickness in my body. 
and I was struggling with it. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, go back to Hagen. And I was too proud enough, too proud to take that instruction. I said, ah, ah, mutikoja Hagen now. I mean, we are a word of righteousness should take care of this sickness. The Lord said, go back to Hagen. And because of pride, do you know I didn't do it? The sickness lingered more than it should linger. Am I wiser than the God that gave me that instruction? It lingered more than it should linger. I said, go back to Hagen. Go and read those healing, healing uh, messages. It, it was an instruction. It took me time when I discovered ah, how much. <laughs> this, is your, this is your pride will not you will just die pride will kill you I had to go and take it I had to go and take the healing books and began to read and I began to do the instructions I began to do the instructions confess yes I began to I, I, to me, I felt, oh, Mutikoja, I've passed that level. May we never pass some levels that the Lord is not telling us to pass. Amen. So, we, we have to be very, very humble in handling doctrine, in handling people. In, the people must be thorough. They must be entire. They must lack nothing. Anybody who lacks milk, if you know that there is a level that you are lacking, there is nothing wrong in you going, going to revisit it. At times, if your love work, your normal everyday love work is lacking, it will do you well to go and take love the, the way to victory. Pastor Tokwe, have you gone that book? You see, listen. I think Pastor Leke has outgrown that book already. <laughs> so you take it, you revisit it. You revisit, you read it like food. For that time, that's the food you need. That's the help that you need. Praise the Lord. So how much more somebody who has never been exposed to it when, you, when they come into our community, we, I think we have those books. It's, it's a culture in this community. It's a culture in the house to give Hagen books. I even know, in the, I, I know me and we used to do it that time. In fact, you even have a stand where you sell books and you tell people, go, we encourage you to read it. You announce it every Sunday. Highly, sub, the church subsidizes it so that people can Read after Hagen. Read it. In a community of word of righteousness, it is announced every Sunday. I know uh, Love Seal have a practice now. They pick one book per month. And the whole church will read it together. It's not word of a righteousness book. It's, it's Hagen book. That they pick and they read. Because it is a church setting. New people are coming in. People are coming in from different backgrounds different understandings that you, for them to tag along with, not tag along, to, to journey very well with you. There are some basic things they need to learn so that they can be able to understand what you are doing. That is very, very necessary. So I advise you in Canada, I'm talking to you as a mother, 
Don't be too high to read after Hagen. Don't be too high to feed on milk if you know that you are struggling with some areas. Get the book that will help you and build you, give you the necessary development so that what we are saying, you will understand it better. There, there are things that Hagen experienced. He didn't preach word of righteousness, but all the preaching of word of righteousness are preached. I don't have that stature. So why won't I read and listen to such a person? I will listen to him. Talk less somebody who is just getting born again or who is just coming from a place where proper milk has not been taught. I'm not saying abandon word of righteousness. You can continue to listen. The one you lack will help you better when you get exposed to it. Am I understood? Praise the Lord. Now, we are talking of uh, everlasting life. Everlasting life. The essence of everlasting life is to build in us the nature of God. That's the essence of everlasting life. Is to give us stature. To give us nature. Now, the nature of man became corrupted in Eden. Adam became born again after he ate the, the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He became born again. In his spirit, he died. Another spirit replaced the spirit. That, that spirit is referred to in um, Romans chapter 6 as the body of sin. Is the body of sin. And that body of sin had inside it conversation of sin and death. Not that only. Like, uh, was it Pastor Thompson that was saying something some, some, some time ago in the, in the convention? He said, every evil spirit you see around, demons, so they are agents of lake. They are agents of lake. They culture in you natures that can mature until you become an entity of lake. Spirits are in charge of culturing nature. When they bring habits, they are not stopping at that habit. They want you to do and do and do that habit until you mature. You mature. So evil spirits or Satan is not just after a man going to hell. No. Going to hell is not their agenda. They want to culture entities of lake because they themselves, they are entities of lake. Praise the Lord. So, when a person gets born again, you are not yet free. You can go to heaven if you die after you got born again. But if you are left here on earth with the new birth experience only, you are not free. You can become an entity of lake. You can become an entity of lake, born again. Egan told us 
of a woman who was a minister's wife, a pastor's wife, who the devil came to entice her. And if she had known that she was toying with Lake, maybe she would have been more careful. She had been in Egwin told us that she had been in ministry for many years. I'm talking to us about the need for, for growth upon growth until we are sealed. Now, what seals us is everlasting life. The sealing life is everlasting life. Like Jesus Christ said that he who the Father sent, I mean, is he, I mean he's the one who the Father has sealed. Well, how did the Father seal him? He sealed him with everlasting life. Not with Christ's Christ life. Hallelujah. Not with Christ's life. Everlasting life is the life that seals. Now, why did he say in Romans chapter, I mean, sorry, Hebrews chapter 5, you know things which he suffered. Though he was, so that is, he had a stature. He had a building yet already of a son. But the Bible says, yet, he still, after he became a son, he still had obedience to learn. What was that obedience that he was learning? It was everlasting life obedience. Everlasting life laws that he needed to obey. And the Bible says that in the days of his flesh, okay, yet lengthy obedience by the things which he suffered. And he was, yes, he was heard and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal, eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Yes. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. Which means at that point, it was still possible for him to still die. It was still possible for him to still die. Now, the saving from death that they are talking about now is not physical death. It's eternal separation from God. Praise the Lord. That is why we must not stop. He said, and he was heard in that what? He feared. That is one thing our hearts must be laced with. Fear. At every point. Fear. Don't ever get to a point where you feel you have arrived, that you are done. Don't ever get to a place where you feel you are done, you have arrived. This was Jesus that the Bible says, Though he were a son, he still feared and cried. He offered up prayers with strong crying to him that is able to save him from death. Praise the Lord. So this woman of God, like I was talking, that the fact that you are born again does not mean you cannot split lake open. She was in the ministry with her husband and one day, one evil spirit, I don't know how many of us have been exposed to such spirits, perched, the Lord showed Hagen a, a vision. The evil spirit perched on her shoulder. 
If you have journeyed well with God, you will receive such patience. Am I lying? Visitations. <laughs> they are coming to entice you to leak. She didn't know it was leak. The evil spirit perched on her shoulder and told her, see how beautiful you are. You are wasting your life and your beauty in the gospel. When you could have gotten yourself so much fame in the world, you would think such a thing should not entice a pastor's wife who had been in ministry with the husband for many years. And immediately she recognized it was the devil. And she rebuked that spirit. And the spirit left. And that spirit came back. And said, see how beautiful you are. How many times have you received visitations of coming back? <laughs> and you have to rebuke. Came back and perched. We, we have to be very careful what we open our minds to. And the, 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 the safety valve is fear, humility, meekness, not thinking highly of yourself at any point in time. Don't let the devil help you to emphasize your, your what is it called? Your things, beauty in different ways. Her own was physical beauty. Your own can be physical. It can be spiritual, so to say. It can be beauty of, of uh, operations. See how smoothly you share scriptures. <laughs> See how well you divide Scriptures. See how smoothly you operate in the spirit. Some of these saints, it will take everlasting judgment to be able to discern them that this thing is taking me Away. See how beautiful you are. You are wasting your life in the gospel when you could have gotten yourself so much fame in the world. And the thing persisted. And Hagin said, the Lord told Hagin, after some time, she entertained that thought. That ah, is true. I am actually beautiful. Yes. There are things the devil says to me, exactly when at times I can get frustrated by maybe attitudes. I say, look at your life. Look at your life. You know where your mates are? Can anybody talk? And the Lord will tell me, if I hear you talk anything about where your mates are again, Timbag Bolenwe. He wants to, he wants to take you off. Mm. You show me my mates and th those are times that 
They will throw some things. This one has become a judge. This one has become a son. This one has become a commissioner. This one is already a minister. This one is saying, look at you. You like that. Like, you sit down and smoke what you there are talking to you anyhow. And the Lord will say, anyway, if I ever hear anything about your mates, anyway, is salvation. What you are not thinking of, what you are serving God with joy, he will just come and put something and say, I, I consider it. Then you two, you will see that little tomato here, new. So immediately she took that thought, that evil spirit moved from her shoulder to her heart. The Lord was describing the movement. Moved from the shoulder, moved to the heart. And then she became obsessed with that thought. She couldn't stop thinking again because she took that thought. She couldn't stop thinking that thought. It's true, I'm so beautiful. It's true, I'm so beautiful. It's true, I'm so beautiful. I can get fame in the world. I can get fame in the world. She became so upset. You know, thought, action springs from thought. She thought that thing so much that she got up and started looking, going out to go and look for fame. And how was she looking for fame? Pastor's wife, she was going from one man to another. From one man to another. From one, she was just looking for fame. She was dating different men up to the point that men would take her, they would check into a hotel. I'm talking about the insufficiency of the new birth and the stature of Christ. Yes, because according to Hagen, she was not a novice. If not, she wouldn't have been able to commit that sin that she committed. She had tested the good word of God. She had been illuminated to some levels. If not, if a baby Christian says that, the Lord will not hold her responsible. So when we are, we are, we are at, at a zone where we need to fear very well, if I, when you know, tell yourself, I don't know, so that you can know. It's a safety valve. To always be low, always be low, always be low. Rate yourself, say, lowly in heart, in heart. So she, she, she was moving from one hotel to the other. She would check into a hotel with another man's name. And the Lord said something. The Lord kept following her to change. Kept following her to change. The Lord said something that touched me. The Lord said, it was not how many men that she followed that pained him. That in spite of all the men she had gone through, if she had repented, he was ready to take her back and install her back in ministry. He said, but that habit that she was indulging in, indulged, she didn't know when she got to a place where she didn't want the Lord again from doing Doing, 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 doing. A, 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 a nature was caked in her that she didn't want the Lord 
So when the Holy Ghost came to her and said, come back, she said, I don't want you again. And the Lord said, when she said it, she knew what she was saying and she meant it. Now, she wouldn't have said that when that habit started. But doing it over and over made her vulnerable to a, a, a hardened heart. The Bible says we should be careful so that we are not, we are not hardened after the deceitfulness of sin. She said, I do. And the Lord said, the moment she said that, it was they took off Nepa from inside her spirit. Life went out. She died the second time. No, that death, Jesus Christ did not die for that death. That second time, she died the second time. Why? She knew, she was born again. She knew what she was doing. And she, she knew it was the voice of the Lord telling her, come back. Come back. Why was the Lord telling her, come back? He didn't want her to journey that far to the place of the second death. He said, if you see a brother sin a sin that is not unto death. He said, you pray for them and then they will be given life. He said, there is a sin unto death. I do not say you should pray for this. Why am I saying this? The reason for everlasting life is to seal us against hell and death. The teaching of Christ helps you to overcome sin and death. Praise the Lord. You overcome sin and death. A stature is raised against sin and death when you do Christ very well. But there is more to Satan than sin and death. Satan is hell and death. And in that tree that was in the garden, everything about Satan was complete in that tree that man ate. Now, Adam did not unravel the, the tree, what he ate. He didn't tamper, he didn't unravel it too much. How do you unravel it? By journeying, by, by walking, by doing, doing the biddings of that tree. The, that, the spirit that was dead in, the, in, that, um, in Adam had the conversation of sin and death also has the conversation of hell and death. So, if a man, now, his children tampered with those laws. Cain went and unraveled it. He really walked in the light of that dead spirit. He, 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 he walked in the conversation. He went very far. So are his children after him. Praise the Lord. Now, when you get born again, and you are done, 
But the Bible makes it so clear. Who shall he teach knowledge? And who shall he make to understand doctrine? He that is weaned from milk and drawn from breast. That's the one they can teach milk. They can teach knowledge. And make to understand doctrine. You can hear doctrine. You might quote doctrine. You might not be able to understand it for walking. For living. Praise the Lord. And the essence of doctrine is for living. Because there is that which doctrine is meant to achieve in you. Like Romans chapter 6 says, By obedience to doctrine from the heart, you are made holy. You obey until you get holy. Praise the Lord. A, a, a stature of holiness is formed in you because you obey doctrine. Now, the doctrine you don't understand, you can't do it. You can't give feet to it. Praise the Lord. But I've, I've seen communities that die, delved into so much mysteries without understanding for work. After some time, the thing became mechanical. And then they couldn't pass it to their children to follow it. And after some time, they too, they became tired because there was no moving forward. Because there was no understanding to translate. The thing was there, they were sounding it, but there was no understanding to translate it to a lifestyle. Praise the Lord. So understanding of doctrine is to make us be able to use it, translate it to everyday use, everyday living. The essence of doctrine is so that people can obey it. Obey it in your marriage, obey it at your workplace, obey it in your, in your everyday living. Doctrine is meant to be translated into everyday living. That is when you get the benefit of it. Praise the Lord. He, he Paul told the Timothy, he said, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. To the doctrine. So by so doing, you will be able to save yourself. So doctrine is meant to save you. Praise the Lord. But he says, take heed to him. What does it mean to take heed? Is it to pay attention to just reading it? No, when you read it, you do it. That is taking heed. You turn it to a, a lifestyle, a conversation. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. By so doing, you will be able to save yourself and them that hear you. Them that hear you. Them that hear you. Praise the Lord. Those who hear you must be saved. Now, those who hear you will not be saved if they don't even see conversation of that doctrine. There is a, an understanding that comes from a doctrine that has translated into life. From the mouth of he that is preaching it. Praise the Lord. There is, there is an understanding that comes, okay, this is how this doctrine really applies to my life. And then I will do it. 
Praise the Lord. Now, where I'm actually going is that that uh, Romans, I said, in that tree of life that was eaten, there was sin and death there. There was hell and death in that tree of life. Now, the learning of Christ will help you take care of sin and death. For Romans chapter 8 said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are where? In Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. That is, you can be in Christ Jesus and you can be walking after the flesh. You can walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. There is the law of sin and death. That the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will make me free from. So when Christ is taught or when Christ is revealed and a man engages in that revelation, what you are doing, you are killing laws. You are, you, are, you, are, you are detonating laws. And the laws are the laws of sin and death. That the revelation of Christ will help you to detonate. So when you obey that law and then you delete a law, another law is written, which is the law of Christ. That is what actually gives you the stature of Christ. Now, laws cannot be written except people engage the laws. Except you do it and do it and do it, the law becomes yours. Praise the Lord. That is how we inherit laws. The law becomes yours. There are laws that made up Christ. And those laws, they didn't just, the father didn't just say, oh yeah, Christ, oh yeah, give me a pen. Okay, I write inside you now the law of kindness. I write it. That's not how he inherited it. <laughs> okay, tomorrow we are writing the law of uh, meekness. Christ, yes, water. Sit down. Give me pen. Give me ink. Oh yeah, I write inside you now the law of meekness. No, that's not how they wrote the law. Those laws came to stay because he did the laws according to Revelation. When you do and you do and you do, you become what you do. You become what you do. So when they reveal the law of kindness to you, they will reveal the law to you. They will begin to instruct you along that line. They begin to lead you along that line. They will correct you when you are being mean. When you are supposed to show kindness, they will show you where you should be kind. They will show you, at times, your, our natural laws that we learned does not allow us to be kind. Will make us mean. And the Lord will come and say, eh, it's not like that. Show kindness in this area. And then you begin to understand, okay, when a situation like this arises, what it demands is kindness. And when you do it over time, the law becomes yours. It becomes part of you. You will, kindness will naturally spring out of you because you have done the law of kindness over a period of time. That's how we inherit nature. 
So Christ, we defeat the laws of meanness inside us. Christ, we defeat to a level laws of arrogance and pride. All pride is not taken care of by the revelation of Christ. There are some level of pride that is everlasting in nature. That we follow you after you have learned Christ. There is still, because Christ, Christ is lower than God. And what makes you high in the realm of the spirit is level of meekness. Is level of humility. Like Reverend, we say the realm of the spirit is calibrated in humility. The peak of eternal life is the highest level of humility. So if you are Christ, you have not attained all the humility you need to attain. Praise the Lord. Like Christ cannot, was not made to sit on the throne. Abi, the person sitting on the throne is the son of God, the begotten son of God. And what qualified him means he had gone higher than the level of Christ. In meekness, in lowliness, in nature. Praise the Lord. The realm of the spirit is calibrated in humility. So there is a level of humility that Christ will give to you. There is a level of lowliness that Christ will give to you. But you are not yet qualified to, for God to say, Thou art my son. Today have I begotten thee. Sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. You are not yet qualified for that. Because you have not learned all the lessons of humility, all the lessons of meekness, all the lessons of lowliness. So what Christ takes care of is hell, I mean, is, um, sin and death. After, when you look at, let's, let's look at that um, Romans chapter 6. It's so, it's so instructive. In the lesson of um, everlasting life. That this thing is from, is from one level to another level. There is, there is that which takes care of sin and death. There is that which takes care of iniquity, hell and death. I'll read from verse 16. Know ye not... That to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, is servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free. Being then, are you seeing that? Being then is a gradual thing, is a continuous thing. You don't get free from sin in one day. Being then, which means you have to do things over a period of time. Praise the Lord. Being then made free from sin, ye, ye, sorry, being then made free from, ye became, are you seeing that? Being then made free, you became 
became. You became. Are you seeing something? Are you seeing something? You became servants of righteousness. That is by exercising yourself in doctrine. You are changing to another person. You used to be servant of unrighteousness before, but they are making you, they are molding you into a different kind of person that will serve righteousness. You became. So what am I saying? That all these things we are learning, they are to make us become something different from what we are. And where we are actually going is to become like the son of God. The son that is seated at the right hand of God, of the right hand of the majesty on high, that is their intention, to make us become. Now, become, you, you see, in Christ, you become something. By engaging the doctrine of Christ, you become servants of what? Of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded yourself, your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity. Are you seeing that? Even so now, yield your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. Unto holiness. That is when you yield from righteousness, from one level of righteousness to another, what that does is to detonate, is to delete sin. Delete sin and make you a holy entity. There is a making of holiness. Holy entity. After that, they didn't stop there. When you have become holy, he said, for when ye were servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, be made free from sin by the revelation of Christ. Be made free from sin by the revelation of Christ. Eh? What happens to you? And become servants to God. How do you become servants to God? You were made free from sin by the revelation and the dream of Christ. You became free from sin to come and obey God. What, what, what do you obey here? Everlasting life. You become what? Servants to everlasting righteousness. That's it. You became free from sin to obey everlasting life. You became servants to, to God. Ye have your fruit unto holiness. And the end is what? The end is what? That is, when I become free from sin, it is not enough. I still need obedience to do. And that obedience is because obeying everlasting life is obeying God. You become servants to God so that you can end up inheriting everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Now, eternal life cannot be given to someone who has not obeyed everlasting righteousness to inherit everlasting life. It is after you have inherited everlasting life that you are now qualified for the reward. Eternal life is the reward. Eternal life cannot be given to Christ. Somebody who finished the curriculum of Christ and does not go further, eternal life cannot be given to them. Meanwhile, the promise of God 
is eternal life. But after doing Christ, there is still obedience to be done. Say, being then made free from sin. That is, you have become holy. He said, you now became servants to God. Now you are now able to obey God. You are able to obey everlasting commandments. The commandments of the life of God, you are now able to obey them. And when you obey that, the if, if obeying Christ configures in you a holy, a holy entity, what about obeying everlasting life? What will it configure in you? Because you gained a stature by obeying Christ. What am I saying? That everlasting life commandment is meant to, to form in us the stature, the nature of the Son of God. The Bible refers to obeying everlasting life in this place as servants to God. <laughs> because everlasting life is the life of God. So when you are obeying, you are serving God. You are obeying God and you serve to become. Did you hear what I said? You serve to become. So you serve to become. Service is to alter nature. When you obey doctrine, you obey the doctrine of Christ, they alter your carnality, your carnal nature. That's why I'm saying carnality is not an abuse, it's a state that God has provision for. Provision for carnality is the revelation of Christ. When a man obeys Christ enough, he becomes spiritual. He becomes able to take the judgments of everlasting life. It's no longer carnal. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are some things, that, some obedience that you have done in Christ that makes everlasting commandments easier for you. you it, actually, in Christ, Christ trains us, gets us ready for high obedience. Because you cannot acquire the stature of Christ if you have not done obedience. So when you do obedience, your heart becomes tender. They call it the heart of flesh. That is what comes as a result of obeying Christ. It becomes tender. It's, it, it's, it's easier to obey. It becomes the heart of flesh. God, I can never do this one. They train you with obedience. That when you have done Christ well, your heart becomes tender. When God is coming with higher demands, the heart is already used to, if I don't do this one, now, what, will I, what else will I do? If I, you, you, you come to a place where you fall in love with God's commandments, you fall in love with God's laws, you look forward to it. Because you have trained that heart with obeying laws. You are in love. It's like you, the heart is tender towards God. The heart is tender towards obey obedience. It's like you, 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 love, you, you, you love the Lord. That you say, ah, I, I can't do this against you, Lord. I can't do this. You, are, you have been trained with obedience. Praise the Lord. So that we, we have to be careful with what we do over and over and over and over and over. When you do something over and over unchecked, a you are joking with nature. 
You are joking with the caking of a nature. And you never can tell where that thing can take you to. So we have to deliberately engage in obedience to doctrine that is being sent to us. Now, I, will, I want us to look at 1 John, 1 John chapter 3. Hallelujah. <laughs> I remembered when you are living with was starting about 10 years ago, Abby, 10, 11 years ago. So pastor was going to start um, because church setting is just different. Pastor was going to start a um, young converse class, discipleship class, and they handpicked those who should attend <laughs> that class. I said, pastor, you have not finished picking those who should attend. <laughs> he said, eh, that he thinks that these people are already, you know, they've been, some of them are even answering pastor. They came to EGFM as pastors. They were answering, I said, uh, pastor, they need to attend that, uh, that class. <laughs> pastor said, eh, pastor said, ah, that it will look like uh, you are, you are uh, belittling them. Huh. I said, Pastor, even though they came to EGFM and seen Pastor, I mean, we, have, we know ourselves now. <laughs> we know ourselves. I said, let them go. Hey, Pastor said, on their own, they came to me. They said, Mommy, I think I belong to that uh, John Believer's class that I need. I need. They're on their own, oh. They came to me. They are pastors. On their own, they came to me. I, I like that level of uh, humility. They said, Mommy, a pastor didn't uh, pick us to join the young believers class, but we think that we need it. I said, I've told pastor to take you in already. Go and join, Ojare. Go and join. Praise the Lord. Because there are nitty-gritty that needs to be, your, your teeth has to be crossed, your eyes have to, it, after that, they will still come to the church and learn word of righteousness. But it helps them to sell better, although some of them ended up not even selling well, safe. Praise the Lord. So what am I saying? Every doctrine is meant to make you become something. The doctrine of Christ will build in you the nature of Christ. Now, where God is going, when God wanted to make man, as I was saying yesterday, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, the image of God is not Christ. The image of God is not Christ. Sure, you understand what I'm saying? So, what the man is looking for is not Christ. The man is looking for is not Christ. When his son became Christ, he still went on to seal the son with everlasting life. He gave the son life to the fullest until the son became exactly like the father. That when he rose from the dead, 
The father said to the son, proudly, thy throne, O God. That is the son of God. It's, the Bible says, concerning the son, he said, he's the son. Concerning angels, he said, he made his angels, his spirits, his ministers, his flames of fire. That was what, that was their make. He was addressing them according to their make. But when he came, when he came to the son, he said, concerning the son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever. O God is the son. And so when he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, they said that son is the image of the invisible God. So what is God looking for in man? Image of the invisible God, like unto his son, that he addressed and said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. The son had a kingdom. Thou loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows, Thy fellows are not angels. Because God did not call angels into the fellowship of his son. Who did he call into the fellowship of his son? Now, a lot of us are learned. When you say, when you talk about fellowship, what do you mean? What, when you talk about fellowship, people who have, who have learned after a particular order, you say they are fellows. Why? Why are they fellows? They have mastered a particular profession. Over a period of time. Now, they didn't become fellows when they graduated from the university. University is even high. When they finish secondary school. Can you call a secondary school graduate a fellow? <laughs> A follow. <laughs> That's a follow. <laughs> Not a fellow. So, you, you leave secondary school, you go to university. You finish university, you still have learnings to do and practice. Like, uh, fellows of the College of Medicine, are they general practitioner? They just finished medicine and they are, they are not fellows. They need to, after consultancy, you still need some other learnings and practice and expertise in your field for you to become a fellow. Fellows of the College of Medicine. It's not a general practitioner that finished uh, uh, from medical college went to one year uh, housemanship, went for youth service, and became and started working in general hospital. And then he says he's a fellow. I'm not talking down on that. That's a guy achievement. But I'm saying that, I'm saying it in the terms of the learning of the spiritual. There are learnings, learnings, learnings. To come, what, what God, God is looking for fellows of Jesus. Now, fellows of Jesus are people who are schooled after the order of eternal life. 
but they have to learn everlasting life first. Praise the Lord. Like like Paul John was writing to the to the to the church. He said that this the things which we have heard, which you have seen, which you have looked upon, our hands have handled. Are you seeing that? Our hands have what? Of the word of what? Of life. Which means they have. He has handled the word of life. Practice. Over time. He said. And this is. We write unto you. So that you can have fellowship with us. You can become fellows. With us. After that is. You too. You will learn what we have learned. You learn it. You hear it. We are declaring it to you. You will hear it. You will look upon it until you are able to handle what we are handling. Then we become fellows of, of eternal life. Your fellowship. You, they are relating. They are fellow. He said, and our fellowship is with the Father. <laughs> when you want to relate with the Father, on what basis are you relating with him? Are you fellowship with him? Fellowshipping with him. You are fellowshipping with him. With the same, that it means you have come to the judgment. You are come to the same reasoning pattern as the father. You are reasoning at the level, the same level is reasoning. Then you are having fellowship. It's not that he's talking something, you are talking another thing. You, you are, your, your judgment level has increased by reason of what? Of learning, of understanding. You have come to the place where you can fellowship with the father. If you are fellowshipping with the things of Christ, you can't fellowship with the Father. Praise the Lord. So, let's look at, so he said, uh, he has made you, anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. What is God looking for? He's looking for fellows of Jesus. Fellows of the Son of God. And their fellowship, what they are learning they are learning in that fellowship is life. They learn Christ. They learn everlasting life. Then they now learn eternal. Because eternal life is also a learning. Eternal life is a learning. It's a school. Because the Bible says this is life eternal. That they might know thee. The only true God. And Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Now what am I saying? Without the learning of everlasting life. The learning of everlasting life, what it does to you is that it deletes iniquity. Like uh, Daniel was talking about, 70 weeks is appointed. Give me that uh, verse of scripture. That's Daniel. Daniel chapter 9, yes. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish transgression to finish transgression and to make an end of sins to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness to bring in what? Everlasting righteousness. Now, the, the problem of life, why we lack life, is what? Is sin. 
Because the wages of sin is death. If you live after the flesh, you will die. If you through the spirit mortify the deeds of the body, you will what? You will live. So when sin is deleted, is being deleted, life is being installed. Life is being installed. Life is being installed. So the reason for the preaching of Christ is to remove sin. The law of sin and death. When the law of sin and death is removed, they bring in everlasting righteousness. They begin to teach us righteousness that is after the pattern of everlasting, the order of everlasting life. To further handle iniquity. Praise the Lord. To further handle, that is what is called salvation. Salvation is the deleting of sin and the raising of a godly man and uh, an eternal man. They call it eternal salvation. So great salvation. Hallelujah. A saved man is a, is a raised stature. Hallelujah. Salvation is a raising. Now, let's read this thing. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. That we should be called, what? The sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Comma. And it does not yet appear. We are already sons of God, though. But it does not yet appear what we shall be. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When he shall what? Appear. When, when, when is that appearance? That appear, is it appear, appear in the sky? Eh? Appear in doctrine. Appear in revelation. Appear in knowledge. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We shall do what? We shall do what? Who are we seeing now? Who are we seeing as he is? Who? Christ? The son of God. The son of God. He will appear. We need to, like I was saying yesterday, about the need to see him. The reason we need to see him so that we can become like him. What God is looking for. The son is an eternal son. is an everlasting son. He trapped everlasting life. And then he, be he became eternal. Hallelujah. He became what? Eternal. And what God is looking for. Are sons. Like that son. That is God's idea of man. Hallelujah. God's idea of man is a man that is like unto his son who went beyond just being Christ but became the eternal son 
We call him the living son. He became the living son and he became eternal life. He said, this is the true God. This is the true God. And when they were talking about that true God, they were talking about a man. Abebeko, who were they talking about? Was it not Jesus Christ? Was it not Jesus Christ? He said, this is the true God and eternal life. That's a man. Now, that is God's idea of a man. That is God's dream of a man. <laughs> that is what God is looking for. That is what God is waiting for. That is said the, the whole creation waited for what manifestation of the sons of God. Not sons. The earth is not waiting for sons that have just become sons. That, uh, Christ. Earth is not waiting for them. Because they can still be corrupted. They can still be killed. Hallelujah. If they are waiting for sons that will deliver them from the bondage of corruption. Such sons themselves must have been delivered from the bondage of corruption by having partaken of the incorruptible, the undefined. A son in this order is the incorruptible son, undefined son, which our Lord Jesus Christ became for. Such an high priest became us, who is holy, undefiled, separate from sinners, is harmless, is separate from sinners, made higher than the heavens. That is the high priest that we have. Now, he's not going to minister to us anything less than what he has become or what made him to become what he became. If he's the high priest, so he qualified our high priest, such a high priest have we who is what? Is holy, is undefiled, is harmless, is separate from sinners. And all these things that he became are the things he wants to be, he wants us to become. He wants to make out of us. Hallelujah. That is his job description. He said his father has given him a job. He gave him power. That he should give eternal life. Not just everlasting life. He will give everlasting life. He will also. He has the capacity to give eternal life. Is that not so? If he didn't have the capacity. God wouldn't have given him the power to do it. Because God has decked him with everything. That he needs to be decked with. What am I saying? God has a dream. God has a dream. Like I was saying yesterday, I, I, I was walking, you know, doing my exercise, walking up and down, walking down, up and down. All of a sudden, I just saw another kind of legs. And what those, I mean, and the, what I got in my spirit, the impression I had is that everlasting men will walk on the earth. Everlasting men. We walk on the earth. Anything short of this dream is not God's dream for a man. Hallelujah. Do we understand what I'm saying? So the reason for everlasting life teachings is so that God wants to raise men with everlasting life. Men 
who can take eternal life. God wants to be able to have a community. That's the reason why he made man to start with. He wants a community of men, human beings, who can take his life. You know, it's like you dividing yourself into several, several parts, and then you just see men, all of them are like you. I mean, you know that kind of a dream? Everybody on earth, Indians, Chinese, Japanese, Hungarians, Austrians, Polish, Americans, Africans, Nigerians, when you see them, they are like God. They are like God. That is God's dream. Oh. That is God's dream. That is God's dream. That is why, that is why all these teachings to become something to become entities that God will be comfortable to dwell among them. God will be comfortable. He can't dwell. He, can God come and dwell with me now? I will do something that will get him angry within a short time. Uh, I, I think he can comfortably dwell with Pastor Tope. Oh, Pastor TJ can comfortably house God. He can comfort him. He can comfortably come and stay with you now. He can't. He can't. The person among the God that can stay with us is the Holy Spirit. He can stay with children. He can still be in the midst of the children of children. Say, my, my, my children, my children. Lo, I am with you. I love you. <laughs> and if we laugh, you will roll on the floor with them. That is Holy Ghost for you. And they will say, Oh, the presence of God was so mighty in our midst. No, it was the presence of the Holy Spirit. My children, my children, I love you. I just want you to know that I love you. My children, my children, fear not. Don't be afraid. My children, my children. That's Holy Ghost. He can do that. Since he came down on the day of Pentecost, he has not gone back. Despite all the sins of the church, he can accommodate, he can absorb. When you grieve him, he will withdraw. You say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Forgive me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It will take some time for you to, you know, begin to, you, by faith, you believe that he has forgiven you. But you see that, uh, that uh, feeling, it, it takes some time for you to come back. After some time, you begin to bubble again. Praise the Lord. But you see, even the, the presence of the Holy Ghost and the activities of the Holy Ghost grow, increase, with growth. When you grow more, Bible says Jesus Christ was given the spirit without measure. The Holy Ghost can be measured. He was given the spirit without measure. So measurement is according to stature. When stature increases, you see the measure of the Holy Ghost will increase over a man. With increase in stature, the, even the, the activity of the Holy Ghost increases. Praise the Lord. It increases, the activity also changes. 
according to stature and the allocation that you are due for at a particular time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? The Father or God cannot come and abide with us now. But his dream is that he will have people that are compatible with his nature. And that was what was fulfilled in the book of Revelation. Revelation 20, 21. Let's, let's, let's look at it. Let's look at it. So that we can know what is expected of us. We are not just learning things for the sake of learning doctrine or learning revelation. No, God has a dream. And the way he will achieve his dream is by bringing himself through doctrine. When doctrine is coming, the giving of doctrine is the giving of things of God. Praise the Lord. His things are given by learning, by understanding, by revelation. Uh, revelation chapter 21. I think we should just read it. Hmm. Let, let's, let's read from uh, verse 2 or verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem. Coming down from God. The city was coming down from God. Out of heaven. Coming down from God. Why is he coming down from God? This city, you know that is a, is a group of people. They are human beings that form the city. They are coming down from God. What happened? They were caught up to God. They had learned so much. They had been caught up to God. Praise the Lord. By obedience. By obedience, we go up. We go up by obedience. You see, everlasting life is a life of up. The life of the heights. Hallelujah. When you do everlasting judgments, everlasting judgments that will be committed to us by the sin of Jesus, the Son of God. Because you see that Jesus is, is a crafting of judgments. Said the Father loved the Son that he committed all judgments to him. Those judgments are judgments of everlasting life and judgments of eternal life. They are the things that framed him up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So by doing those judgments, a, a, a man goes up. You are going up. In fact, you are becoming heavenly. By doing everlasting judgments, you are becoming heavenly. Praise the Lord. So he said, they are coming from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. The tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. What kind of men are these men? I will show you something. And he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall be, I said it yesterday, that God never tabernacled with Adam in the garden. He never tabernacled with Adam. He just used to come 
and go. He used to come and go. He will come and he will go. Because Adam was not ready to house God. Because Adam was a living soul. And God is not a living soul. He can't, no wonder he was vulnerable. He was vulnerable. Can you imagine God tabernacling with him? And then he will now become a devil. He will eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge. And God has already come to settle with him. Wouldn't there be trouble? God is not sure of a man that has not become like him. He can't tabernacle. God is, he said the tabernacle of God. The tabernacle is a dwelling place. Abibeko is a, a resting place. God will only be sure of a man that has his nature, a man that has been sealed, that cannot turn. A man that cannot turn. You know, Reverend was telling us that it is everlasting life that will make us a man that cannot turn. It will heal us of our ability to turn. Ability to change. Everlasting life will heal us because it's a sealing life. Hallelujah. A man that God can trust. A man who is no longer attracted by corruption. He has been healed of corruption by taking the incorruptible. He has become incorruptible because he has taken in the incorruptible life. Everlasting life. Now, let, let me see. Let, let's read. There's a, another place I want us to read here. Okay. Verse, uh, verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. The bride, the lamb's wife. And you know that the lamb will never marry an ox. Eh? The lamb will never marry a hyena. Eh? The lamb will only marry a lamb. And there are things that are responsible for configuring a person to becoming a lamb. The kind of life you trap is what makes you who you are. So the lamb is the lamb, the, the, calling the lamb of God. The lamb is the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person. That is the lamb. Hallelujah. Now, he said, I will show you the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now, see how they described her. Having the glory of God. Are you seeing that? The, the, the lamb's wife has what? Now you know that you cannot have glory except you have image. Abeko, there is no glory without image. So this, this city, this bride 
has developed the image. Abi, is that not what the Bible says? It says, we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into what? The same image. So image informs what? Glory. Now, the image of God, the image you are talking about here, is what everlasting life comes to craft in us. So you are seeing the importance of everlasting life. Image, image there is what everlasting life has crafted. So this, this, this lamb's wife has trapped everlasting You can't marry somebody who has a different life from the life you carry. Is it possible? You must be of the same gene. Like you cannot marry a goat now. Can you marry a goat? Why? You are not compatible by reason of the life that, that exists inside you. A goat has the goat, the life, the goat life. Yeah? Except crazy people now who are, they are, they are really crazy. They are not okay. They are mad. Who say they want to marry their dog? They want to marry their pet. You have different kinds of life. Your, your, your pet, your, your goat eats straw. You now marry your wife. We have a, a ram in our house and we tied it under the tree. We, will I bring it to my bedroom and say that I'm now married to, to a ram? Before you come back, he has soiled your bed. He has scattered your whole, your whole house with a horn. You marry somebody that is of the same nature with you. Somebody that carries the same life with you. That's the essence of everlasting life. That's why God is interested in quickening us. So that we can have life and have life and have life and have life. And be alive like he is. You see, the life that they have is their security. Is their ceiling. Praise the Lord. So he said... This black bride has the glory of God, has the glory of God, and her light, she also has light, her light, you know God is light, so this bride has trapped the light, she has used the light of God, her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone. Clear as crystal. So, this bride is an elite. The bride is enlightened. They are not ordinary human beings. They are high elites of eternal life. They are elites of everlasting life. The least of them has trapped everlasting substances. By understanding, by knowledge, by doctrine, they didn't just learn it, they have become it. And because of that, God is comfortable in their midst. So, you know what I'm trying to say? God is the God of everlasting men. 
God is the God of everlasting men who will get eternal life. They will become eternal men. God cannot God you if you have corruptible substances inside you. He is not the God of the corruptible. He is the God of the incorruptible. That is why he is promising his people incorruptible substances so that they can come to where he is. They can become like, you know, First uh, Corinthians 15 shows us the picture. You know, if you don't understand the picture, you would not just think, uh, this is another learning. Okay, we have learned Christ. We are now learning everlasting life. No, no, that's not it. There is a place they are taking us to by this learning. There's what they want us to become. There's what is in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. Before man was formed. There's what God intended that man. There's a kind of man God is looking for. And that thing is not story story. God is not changing his mind. He's not compromising on what he wants for. He's standing on what he wants. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he showed us what his image and his likeness looks like in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. They described Jesus Christ. He said, to let us know that Adam, the Adam that was made the living soul, is not the kind of man that God, he was just a man in progress. God planted in the garden the tree of life so that he can partake of the tree of life and everything inside the tree of life will be his inheritance. Then he will be like God. And the devil knew that. That God intended that man should be like God. And came to tempt man with another way, a shortcut to becoming like God. It, it, is that not what he tempted man with? He said he knows that the day that God is lying, you know, he knows that the day you eat this thing, you will, you will do what? You will be, you will be wise. Eh? You will be like God. And Adam felt, okay, actually this tree of life is meant to make me be like God. But this one also is promising me to be like God. And this one looks, this, the way to this tree is tedious. You learn Christ, you learn milk, you learn Christ, you learn this one, you learn that one. Abba, ashe, she, 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 she. You learn, learn, listen to message, listen to message, listen to just because you want to be like him. Huh? See, there's a shortcut. You see, get there. You see, get there. Not knowing that it's another destination. If it is not Panadol, it can never be Panadol. If God says, don't touch it, don't touch it. If he says, you will die. If you touch it, you will die. Let nobody come around it and say, hey, actually, it's not like that. Like some people tell us. That we sit down and hear message, hear message, hear message, year in, year out. And where they stay is what we hear, year in, year out. They don't look at us whether we are changing. They don't look at us whether we are morphing. Are we just year in, year out? Year in, year we are morphing. Year in, year out we are changing. If there's no benefit in what we are hearing, we would have all gone. 
But the change that I'm seeing in me is making me more zealous. To hear more. What is, born, what is betting in me is zeal. Zeal, zeal. I have zeal as you see me so. I have zeal. I want to hear more. Because I want to change more. Not just change. You know one thing? I've come to fall in love with that person called Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I've fallen, I've fallen in love with his person. I've fallen in love with his arrangement. He's beautiful. Oh, daggone. We are seeing him. The, the preaching of him is opening him up too much to us that we, we cannot but admire him. He's fairer than the children of men. Oh, he's fine. If a man can be like that, it will be good. I want to be like that. And I know there's no shortcut to be like that. I have to hear and hear and take heed to what I'm hearing. And my prayer, my major prayer this year is God. Help me to obey you more than I have ever done in my lifetime. That's my only, that's the only prayer point I have for this year. I don't have two. Help me to obey you more than I've ever done in my lifetime. Because I see the reality of becoming like the son of God. It is possible to become like the son of God. The goal of teaching, the goal of ministration is to become like the son of God. It is what pleases God. It is God's desire that we should become like his son. That is what he's looking for. Once he gets that God is okay, he will come and rest. Ah, ah, they have come. My people, my people, my people are people who have trapped my life. Shikena. My people, let's look at that Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 15. What he is looking for. I'll read, I'll read from verse um, 42. So we can quickly get to where I'm going. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. A living soul. When you say something is living, like we are talking, it means that is everlasting. It has everlasting capacity. But the everlasting capacity of Adam is that of the earth. Praise the Lord. He was not the, the is not the man, the original kind of man that God was looking for. The first man was made a living soul. He was made like that so that he can graduate to where God wanted him to be. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit, a, a life-giving spirit. Now, how did they make him? They made him by life. When God wants to make, he makes by life, by giving life. Life upon life. He said the father, as the father had life in himself, so had he given to the son to have life in himself. So the, he was made, he was made. He was not born so, he was made. A quickening spirit. How be that was not first, 
which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterwards, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is this earthy, such are they also that are earthy. As is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Men, you can only become heavenly when you trap the life. Hallelujah. Trapping everlasting life makes your name to be written in heaven. Everlasting life makes you an heavenly being. Hallelujah. And as we are born the image of the earthy, we also shall bear the image of the heavenly. We shall. Did you see what they wrote? We shall. You see, a generation, generations have come and gone and have handled the gospel without the key to becoming heavenly. But in our days, knowledge is coming, light is coming to make men heavenly. Because it is written there, we shall. We shall. We shall. Hallelujah. Now I say, therefore, I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Hallelujah. Inherit in corruption cannot inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Now, death, we can, death cannot be swallowed up if a people are not raised to defeat sin and death in themselves and defeat hell and death in themselves. This saying cannot come to pass. A people must be raised. And you cannot defeat sin and death if you have not used Christ. You cannot defeat hell and death if you have not used everlasting life. If you have not inherited everlasting life is the solution to hell and death. These are the things God is looking out for. This is the reason for church. This is the reason for church. God is looking for men to rise and he is so sure that men will rise. Men are rising already by reason of doctrine, by reason of teaching. So in your learning, let something, let a goal be set before your eyes. The vision of what to become. What to become will make you quicken your pace. If you are learning everlasting doctrine just for the sake of knowledge, you will, not, you will get tired along the line. You get tired. But when you are seeing, you are seeing, oh my God, you are seeing the sun. 
You are seeing the son. The, what the son does these days is to just show himself. Show how beautiful he is. How beautifully arranged he is. Why can't I become like this? I now begin to beg him. I want what you have. I want that thing inside you. I want what you have. I want it. I want it. It's like they should just pack everything and give it to me one day. But it's not done like that. I have to do something. I have to overcome loss. I have to overcome nature. I have to use grace by mercy to overcome nature. I have to agree with his judgment. I have to align with his thought pattern, the way he thinks. He didn't become that one day. He aligned with God. He agreed with God. He agreed and agreed and agreed and agreed and agreed. And he was becoming and becoming and becoming and becoming. But you see, the end result is so beautiful. A man appeared that is fairer than the children of men. A man appeared that they call him the, 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 the image of the invisible God. A man appeared that they call him eternal life. They call him the true God. This is the true God and eternal life. He's a man they were defining to. And that's the reason for this gospel. Everything he became, he became because of you and I. So that we can become what he became. It does not yet appear what we shall be. Our goal should be what we shall be. Am I satisfied with the way I am? No, certainly not. Am I, I don't know about you. Are you okay with the way you are? No. You are not okay. Then you must engage doctrine. You must see the son. You must see him. He said, I go to my father. The world seeth me no more. But you see me. Because I live, you shall live also. What am I saying? A son is he who is living by virtue of everlasting life. A son, you are not a son when you don't have life. As the father had life in him, so are he given to the son to have life. The gift they give to sons is life. They give sons life. What qualifies you to be a son is life that you have. And life, sonship is in levels, such as life is in levels. You have the life of Christ, you have everlasting life, you have eternal life. That's a complete son. May we get there. We will get there in the name of Jesus. The vision of who our Lord is will never leave our focus. We will focus more on what he has become. And we will, the desire to become what he has become will be born in us. In the name of Jesus. He's a beautiful person. He's a beautiful thing to be. He's beautiful to be like the Lord. He's so beautiful. He's adorable. He's something to be desired highly. That you quit being like a mere man. You become like the son of God. You become the brightness of his glory. The express image of his person. Everything he became, he has provided for us to become it. We will get there. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin to thank him. Father, we give glory to your name. We exalt you. We adore you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for this program of yours that you are causing us to see. Thank you for this vision of eternity that you are painting before our eyes. Thank you for this beautiful thing, this beautiful person that you have called us to come and behold. Lord, I pray, O God Almighty, that as this year begins, Lord, the vision, the sight of your son, Jesus, will increase upon our hearts in the name of Jesus. You will cause us to see him the more this year. You will, we, will, we, will, we will see him. We will see the son more than we have ever seen him this year so that we can have everlasting life. Lord, increase our sight. Increase our eyes. Let us see him as he is. Let us help us to see him as he is because when we see him as he is, we will become like him. Lord, we pray, O oh God Almighty, for everyone in this company that you quicken even their sight. Let every sight, people who have been seen before, let them see better. People who have not seen at all, let them begin to see. In the name of Jesus, we exalt your name, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Canada. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. The Lord will increase you all in the name of Jesus.